0: I am free, thank God, I am free, I am.
1: This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet, And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones.
2: Hey, people. Hello, hello, hello. And, oh, happy day to you. yes. This is a day that God has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We are yet rejoicing. I am rejoicing and I pray that you are rejoicing um, because we know that God is sovereign because we know that God is in control of the universe, of the earth, of all things, we know that nothing happens without His permission, without His um, will, without um, His knowledge. He is in control, in spite of what we see, in spite of what we experience. God reigns. We know that God reigns. Here at ETS, at Equipping the Saints Ministries, Chris and I, and hopefully those of you that have been following us, know that God is in control. (laughs) He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. The just have purpose, and so do the unjust. Yes, there is trouble in the land, um, but I'm here to tell you tonight, I'm here to remind you and to encourage you, if you don't know, that trouble will not last always. As some folks would say, trouble won't last There is an end to it. There is an end to trouble. Several grievous things have occurred in the last few weeks. We will be addressing those things in our own way uh, tonight. Um, I have posted several articles uh, in the past few weeks uh, concerning. The, uh, the events that have been happening, um, those are the things that I am going to be addressing tonight. Um, just the other day, I was telling my husband how thankful I am to God for giving me this platform, for allowing me to uh, be on the air, you know, to have our own, our own program, um, to be able to speak on his behalf, um, to be able to vent um, my own, uh, to be able to vent at times my own um, frustrations, Um, but more than anything to be able to speak on his behalf. Um, There's not many, in my opinion, in my opinion there are not many churches or um, quote-unquote Christian organizations um, that are sold out enough to permit the type of topics the way uh, that we discuss and the way that we discuss them. Uh, I am aware of a few, and um, I am thankful for them. Um, sometimes I watch them myself, and I get uh, good updates um, and, and good information from their programs, so I am encouraged and inspired by them. One of them that comes to my mind in particular is the um, Sun Life Broadcasting um, Network. Um, They have a program, a couple of programs, one called Insight, uh, one called Francis and Friends, in which they address many uh, uh, current events uh, from a biblical perspective. So um, I thank God that there are others out there that are doing what we do, but um i was just telling that to my husband because if i didn't have this platform <laughs> i told him i don't know what would have become of me <laughs> by now i would just be you know because it it, it reminded me of, of I believe it was Jeremiah uh, that the Bible describes that he, he felt like uh, fire was shut up in his bones, you know, and that, um, you know, if you can imagine trying to contain fire within yourself, within your being, you know, trying to contain fire, you need a place for it to, to, uh, you know, be able to, to, to. Uh, combust or, you know what I'm trying to say, to to keep you from exploding, you need a release. You need a place for that energy and for that fire to go, and this is my place for that. All right, y'all? So you get to hear it. You get to hear my frustration. You get to hear um, how I think, what I feel about these things, and, and just know, though, that I am I am coming from uh a uh, christian biblical spiritual perspective okay just know that, even when i 'm frustrated <laughs> it's just my passion it 's just my passion overflowing um, i I do not yield to my flesh. I am not going to let the flesh rule in these in in these instances, but I am passionate about what I do and why I do what I do, in light of the recent events um namely. The Charleston um, shootings, the shootings that occurred in Charleston, North Carolina, a couple of weeks ago, that left nine dead um, and others wounded in light of the Supreme Court ruling that just came back, I believe, on the 26th, those are two well-publicized events that have been going on uh, since the shootings. I learned today that there have been actually at least five other churches um, attacked in a different way. Um, there were they, they weren't there wasn't a shooting that occurred, but at least five other predominantly churches, black churches, have been burned to the ground have been burned down uh in the past week according to um some information that was text to me and what i saw um on the internet so you know there are things there are things that are happening there are troubling things that are happening and um we're going to address those things but in light of those things in light of those things, because I have been troubled since these things began to occur. And, um, my, 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 oh, my goodness, my anger and my emotion just, um, overflowed, um, learning of the Supreme Court ruling. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have been, I have not been in the greatest of moods. The last couple of days that's just to put it mildly um, but in spite of those things, I am more aware I am more aware now than ever as to why our program exists I'm aware you know i'm I'm feeling this y'all i'm I'm really getting a better understanding of why our program exists why this show. I'm not the same woman I used to be. I'm free. Why it exists. Why we address life, love, and trauma. In our earlier years, um, that's not how we, um, how do I say, it? that's not how we described our show content. Um, in our earlier years, we were more specific in that we were, our aim was to increase public awareness of sexual abuse and to help, attempt to help others heal from that type of abuse. Now I am even more aware of why we exist, okay? I realize today in a more profound way that we are prophetic in the sense that we sound the alarm, that we have been sounding the alarm, that we have been forewarning um of the devastation that comes with sexual abuse of the devastation that comes with sexual immorality and we're not going to be able to get into this until after the break but um stick with me get your tea get your beverage i have mine and um we're going to we're going to just um Talk to you tonight um, from the heart. We're going to talk to you from the heart, just like we've been doing since 2010. <laughs> we have been sounding the alarm concerning sexual abuse, and we will continue to do so.
1: a tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these
3: equipping the saints ministries our mission is to equip and mature the people god calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the lord and to impact our communities we are home based in waldorf maryland if you would like more information you may email us at ets ministries inc at gmail.com or write to us at ets post office box 72 waldorf maryland 20602 If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls, and we can make information available to you by email, E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me.
2: And um, I just happened I just need to let you know That uh, I'm furious I'm absolutely furious I am furious About the things that I'm he- Hearing about About the things that have been happening I am furious That um, Lives have been lost That um, This satanic agenda of of satan to promote to promote sexual abuse to promote sexual perversion as though it is a good thing and i am i am uh, appalled that so many people are blind to this agenda You know, that is why we do this show, because we, since 2010, have been sounding the alarm concerning sexual abuse, sounding the alarm concerning the devastation that it causes, and doing our best to help others to heal from the trauma of this type of abuse. And then what just happened? What just happened with the Supreme Court? These men professing themselves to be wise, according to the scriptures, c- professing themselves to be wise, they have become fools because they just, with one failed swoop, just unleashed, just opened the floodgates, just, you know, um, brought more devastation and trauma and confusion um, into our society into our land, and I am furious about it. I am furious about it. I'm making no bones about it. I am furious um, how, 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 how they can just be so callous. I don't even know if that's the, the the word that I'm looking for, but you know, it, it, I'm not going to speak to it from the political terms. I mean, some people are upset because they are furious that um, they would basically decide for states. You know, that there were states who opposed this amendment there were states who said that we will not have same sex quote unquote marriage in our state there were at least 13 states that said that that they would not have it their people in those states voted for this issue and decided that they did not want it but then this this supposed supreme court you know comes along and says we don't care what your state wants we don't care what you as the people want uh, so i 'm not even going to spend a lot of time on on it from the political political perspective, but I am going to address my frustration and my um, anger at the fact that they decided to make this a federal law. I cannot say that i'm surprised, but I am furious I am furious, but let me back up and let me discuss the current events in the order that they occurred. I want to try to stay on track here. You know, that's a a little bit difficult for me to do sometimes when I get worked up, but I'm going to try to stay on track here. I know that my husband is on the air with me um, tonight behind the scenes. I know that he's not feeling the greatest, but, hey, honey, I just wanted to say hey to you, and I just wanted to, you know, um, see how you are. And 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 find out are you on, on on are you on there with me? Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Okay. Well, I just wanted to invite you um, to feel free to chime in at any point if you so desire.
3: Okay. I will. I have a bad cough, so likelihood of me getting on the air is probably going to be slim. But if I have to, I will. I need to go. With it.
2: All right, well, let's do this. Let's do this, because um, if I don't, we're going to run out of time here. Okay, so back on, um, I believe it was 618, I received a text from my daughter, um, and she texted to me, there was a shooting at a church in Charleston, South Carolina, nine dead, one left by the suspect to be able to tell what happened. Just upsetting and heartbreaking i couldn 't respond right away because I was in the grocery store, and you know the reception wasn 't good, and so forth and so on. so by the time I got out to my car um, and and turned on the radio, uh, of course, they were talking about it on the radio, Jay Sekulow, um, I believe Dr. Brown came on next, and they were talking about when it happened, so by the time I got the, um, the full story, of course. Um, it was it was it was it was clear what had occurred. That uh, this gunman had gone into a, a, a well known church and had taken the lives of nine people during a Bible study um, on a Wednesday night. Um, of course, I felt I felt for for my daughter's pain. Um, I felt for the pain of those who had lost loved ones, those who were involved, who had who had been affected by this trauma. Um, as I began to do research the next day and I began to see stories about the individuals, you know, their, their, them as individuals, then um, I became tearful myself uh, just thinking about um, just the whole thing situation but you know what you know thank god for the holy spirit because the lord um began to prompt my spirit and he began to remind me of how important it is for us to see examples of these things in scripture and how important it is for us as believers um to follow these examples and Not to be ignorant of things, not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, not to be ignorant of what is going on in the world, not to be ignorant of what we are actually engaged in, what we are involved in. Do you know that if if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you are a true disciple, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, that we are engaged in spiritual warfare? This is not a game. This is not, you know, this is, uh, Christianity is not merely a religion. It is not a set of rules. It is not a way of behaving. We are engaged in a spiritual warfare. The Bible clearly lets us know from Old Testament to New Testament that the, 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 the patriots of old, the prophets of old, the men of God, in times past, that they had to defend. They had to defend, oftentimes, their beliefs. They had to defend their lives. They had to defend uh, the temple. You know, even when God established the temple, when he permitted the temple to be, you know, built in his honor, even then, the temple was guarded. It was guarded. You know, it was guarded Um, Let me see if I can find, in my own article, I I posted this on, on the show page, but let me see if I can find in my own article, there were, let's see, men called porters, that's what they were called, 24 guard stations, 24 guard stations were manned in three shifts around the clock. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? People, we've got to start reading the Word of God and understanding what it is saying to us, not looking at this as a bunch of stories that happened in old time past and that they're no longer relevant to us. Uh, They are relevant then and they are relevant now. Twenty-four guard stations were manned in three ships around the clock. Seventy-two men were needed each week. This totaled 212 men. Their tour of duty lasted approximately every three weeks. What do you think that was all about? You know, back, even back then, the temple, and in most ancient, you know, religions, and probably even in some places now, you know, there are valuable artifacts. There are valuable objects in the temple, there are valuable items, you know, in, in in those times. Those things represented something spiritual, but they were tangible things: the Ark of the Covenant, you know, the 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 brazen altar, you know, the um, the veil, and uh, the the what else was it? The altar, the 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 shoe bread, the. Um, the seven candlesticks, all of the things that God put, had put in the temple represented something. They represented something, but they were valuable. They were valuable. They represented something spiritual. They were shadows of what was to come, but they were valuable, okay? A man of God could not go into the holy of holies. The priest could not even go into the holy of holies if he was not right before God. If he had unconfessed sin in his life, he could not go into the Holy of Holies, okay? But the temple had to be guarded because there were enemies. There there were those that would rob the temple. There were those that would overthrow the temple, and it did happen later on in history. It happened, okay? So I believe what just happened, what just happened in Charleston is... An awakening is a reminder to us of things to come and of things that have happened in the past. More after love.
1: Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
3: Are you concerned about your physical and spiritual health? Tired of aches and pains? Heartburn? Taking pills? Being out of shape and having no self-control? Try the 90-Day Challenge by Salads. Using our delicious, nutritious health shakes and eating one meal a day, you can build lean muscle, burn fat, improve your health, and rule your body instead of your body ruling you. Choose your kit. Start your challenge. Lose ten pounds at a time. Order online today at Diane S. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A Black Nurse. <laughs>
2: People, this is Minister Diane. I'm back on the air with you, and we are talking tonight about the uh, recent current events. Um, we are talking about the Charleston shootings. Uh, we will be talking about more about the Supreme Court ruling uh, concerning same-sex uh, unions. But uh, right now, I am talking about. Um, How the Charleston shootings relate to us here and now, how they relate to us as men and as women of God, as those who are true followers of Christ, how um, back in ancient times and biblical times, you know, um, we saw in Scripture the need to have godly men to have their presence known to uh, be in place, um, how God um, gave, gave instructions for Solomon's temple not only to be built, but for how it, how it to be managed, how it to be watched over and protected, and that included having guards. They were called porters. There were 24 guard stations that were manned in three shifts around the clock, and I was saying before the break that I think that this is a wake-up call and a reminder to us of um, how things truly are. You know, where did people get the idea that um, church is a place of peace? That it is supposed to be a place of peace? Where did they get the idea that it's you're supposed to just be able to go there and you know have tranquility and you know um, just enjoy? the presence of God. I mean, that is something that has always been a price, at a price, has always been at a price. You know, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Men and women have paid with their lives ever since sin came into the earth realm. They have paid with their lives. They have paid with going into... um, Captivity and bondage, they have, um, you know, prophets have been martyred. Um, John the Baptist was was martyred. Our Lord and Savior himself was crucified for righteousness' sake. Where did we get the idea? Where do we get lulled to sleep and come up with the illusion that serving God is a peaceful thing? You know, that serving God is... Is going to there have been periods of time where it's been peaceful, but overall um, there is a there is a spiritual battle raging, and in the Old Testament it was manifested, it was evident through physical wars, through actual bodily harm, and what just happened in Charleston I think is a good reminder of that um, since. Since the shootings, however, I will be hopefully uh, addressing the fact that um, that particular church, uh, what was the name of that church here? Um, I have it here somewhere. The Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church. Um, I I will be talking a little bit later about that particular church in the light of the president speaking there um, uh, because he did the eulogy of that that slain pastor. Hopefully I'll get to that before the show ends. So anyway, my point is this. Um, Even in those times, to conquer the temple meant you conquered the city. Okay. If you conquered the temple, if you took, you know, if you took control of the temple, that meant you conquered the city. That you conquered the people. Um, understand what Satan is trying to do even now, you know, coming against churches, burning churches, um, shooting people, killing people in the church. He is attempting to conquer, which is what he always does. He is attempting to kill to steal and to destroy and to conquer he is attempting to strike fear into the hearts of the believers and into the hearts of people so that they will not congregate so that they will not come together so that they you know to push back the kingdom of of God and to prevent it from um, going forth to prevent its advent if you will so You know, we are living in a time where I think this is a good reminder. This is a good reminder, and I hope that believers will get their head out of the sand. You know, will they take their head out of the sand, stop living in a fantasy world, stop thinking carnally, stop thinking and being comfortable in this world when this world does not care about us. The secular world does not care about us. The secular world is not out for our good. President Obama is not out for our good. He represents he, He's representing another system. He's representing a, a secular system and an ungodly system that has no regard for godly things. Um, I guess since I'm on that topic, I might as well stay right there. Um, and that is... <laughs> Goodness! Another reason why I am furious when I saw on the, I believe it was on the 26th, some of the clips of him doing the eulogy at Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church, doing the eulogy for his dear departed friend. Um, it's reported that he was acquaintances at least, or friends with the pastor that was slain, and that. I understand. That I understand. Eulogizing your friend, fine. I understand that. You're the president. That's cool. But what I do have an issue with is that this church, that this church permitted this man, because he is the president, to have preeminence in a church that supposedly represents God, that professes to represent God, how they can allow this man to step into their pulpit and, and speak on behalf of godly things, supposedly, to, to, to sing amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me, but then in the very next breath, or in the previous breath, I should say, advocate for sexual perversion. Advocate for sexual perversion and confusion and then say that he is, he is you know, representing his friend who was a man of faith. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. The two do not mix. The two do not mix. People, please open your eyes, open your ears. I, at that point, I sympathize for the loss of, those, of those, those that lost their lives. I sympathize for them, but I adamantly, I oh, furiously denounce the actions of that church to let any ungodly person stand in their pulpit, I don't care who you are, Bitter and sweet water do not come out of the same fountain. We cannot be hot one day and cold the next. The Bible tells us in Revelations that God said, I would that you would be hot or cold, that if you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. For this man to speak out of both sides of his mouth is absolutely confusion, is absolutely deceitful, Please do not be deceived by this, people. Please do not be deceived. After this, we have no choice. I have no choice but to denounce that church and its actions. Um, You could see some of them were just so happy to be on camera. Some of the ministers, some of those that presented themselves as ministers, were so happy to be on camera, so happy that the president was there. God forbid that any church who professes his name, would have anyone in their pulpit that would advocate sin and then call on him as though they know him. The Bible tells us to flee from sin, to flee from sin, not to have any association with the works of darkness. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever we sow, we are going to reap. It is better. It is better for a person to serve sin outright. It is better for the president or anybody else to say, I have nothing to do with God, I want nothing to do with God, than to say that you know God and then advocate for sin. Advocate for things that will bring harm and hurt and confusion and the wrath of God on a people or a nation. It is better that you be honest and sincere and truthful in your actions than for you to say one thing and do another. That's beyond hypocritical. It's deceptive. It's deceptive. I could go on and on and on about that. That is how much it infuriated me to see that. So at this point, we have to denounce. We cannot condone that church as a church that represents God. We can we cannot stand with them. We we cannot stand with Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church since you do not stand with God in your actions and in your deeds. Whew, I had to get that out. <laughs> I had to get that out. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just that is, no, that, is, that is just like the Pharisees of Jesus' day. And he said to them, you know, that basically you profess to be one thing, you know. You, on, the, on the outside your sepulchres are white, but inside you are ravening wolves more after the break.
1: Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
3: Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences This show's host page, Amazon.com, and any major bookstore, overcoming sexual abuse.
1: This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer Thursday afternoons at 4 3 p.m. Central on TogiNet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on TuggyNet.com.
0: Thank God I am free. I am free.
1: Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TuggyNet.com the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal, it's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones.
2: All right, people, I'm back. I'm running out of time. If we have to continue this in another segment, we will. But um, I am just, I am furious. I'm trying to uh, calm myself a little bit down so that I can get through the rest of what I want to say tonight. And I just plead with you all out there listening to me, if you don't believe um, what I'm saying, if you don't believe... You know, even what the Word of God has already given us as an example. You know, the Bible gives us an example, and it also tells us explicitly that um, what the world calls homosexuality is perversion in God's eyesight. What the world calls, you know, as a right and as people, quote-unquote, being born this way. The Bible describes us being born in sin. We're all born in sin. So even if some say that they were born this way, we're all born in sin. And the Bible clearly lets us know that the answer to the sin nature and the answer to the sin issue and the answer to the rebellion of same-sex involvement is Jesus Christ. The answer to those uh, being consumed with that lust, that spirit of lust and lasciviousness, is repentance to turn to Christ, not to, you know, embolden it, not to inflame it, not to feed the flames. I think I did a show several years back about um, fanning the flames, and, and we talked about how that, you know, um, lustfulness and lasciviousness are all the same spirit, you know, that, uh, homosexuality and lesbianism are just an extension of fornication, which is all lustiviousness, which is all unlawful in God's eyesight. It's no different than pornography. It's no different than adultery. It's no different than sex outside of marriage. It's all rebellion in God's eyesight. And he makes it very clear in Scripture what happens to a person, uh, a nation, uh, uh, a community that rebels against him. So if you don't believe me, even as what I'm saying here right now, do your own research. Do your own research and look at the lifespan and the consequences of this type of lifestyle, of a perverse lifestyle. Look at the consequences even of just fornication. You know, sexually transmitted diseases, the heartache, the unwanted pregnancies, the dysfunctional homes. Look at what cheating and adultery does to the very fiber of the family. (sighs) My job is to warn My job is to tell people. I can't make people change their mind. I can't make people, you know, want God. But my job is to warn. I want to recap some things um, as quickly as I can here. Um, Back around, I believe it had to be around 2004, it was at the end of uh, George Bush's first term, the Lord told me, clearly to vote. When it was time for, you know, when he was running for a second term and it was time for voting and, and the election, um, the Lord clearly told me to vote. Something that I, up to that point, hadn't done. I was never interested in politics. I never believed in politics. I felt like um, that Politics, You know, uh, well, I have my opinions about all that. But up to that point, I had not done that. But the Lord impressed me that we believers needed to vote at that time because Bush having a second term, regardless of what your feelings, my feelings, anyone's feelings about Bush, him having a second term would be a grace period, a period of grace for us here in the USA. I told, I shared that with people that I knew. Um, me and my husband went and voted. I can't remember if my kids voted or not, but I shared that with people that I knew at the time. I wasn't on the air then, okay? I am reminded of that warning today. Those words come back to me today. Those words are significant to me today. Because since then, since Obama has taken office, and he didn't get there on his own, he doesn't represent himself. He represents a full-fledged agenda. There are those that are backing him. He is a pawn. He is being used by those that that put him in office. But since he has been in office, actually before he was elected, he promised, he vowed to push Satan's agenda. I sat back and I watched in amazement as people were taken into under his spell, as people were just mesmerized by his words and his ability to speak and his ability to To draw the people in, I said, oh, my God, Lord, if this isn't satanic, I don't know what is. So before he was even elected, he vowed and he promised to push Satan's agenda in various ways. He did it boldly, he did it openly, and he said it and people didn't even hear it. People that that should care didn't even care. Uh, Many in the black community were just so happy because he was a black man. Many in the black community were still in bondage to their own issues because of the history of slavery, that they were so happy to see a black man. He used that to his advantage. So that he can push the very agenda that he is pushing. He vowed. He vowed to liberate and make acceptable homosexuality, lesbianism. He backed the LGBT, biblically known as the perverse and the unnatural affection, basically the alliance for unnatural affection. That's what Bible calls homosexuality, unnatural affection. It talks about how man would lose his desire for a woman and burn in his own lust, burn in his own lust, and that he would do this to such a degree that God would give him over to vile affections, that he would allow him. To believe what he wants to believe, he would become reprobate, that his conscience would become seared with a hot iron. So the Bible calls this unnatural affection. But this president vowed to liberate unnatural affection as one of his priorities. He pushed for gay pride and succeeded because I believe they just had a celebration right here on the east coast in the Washington D C area. If it wasn't in I think it was in in June. So either it's happening this weekend or it just happened, I don't remember exactly, but I, I know it's in June. He reversed don't ask, don't tell and subjected the military to this perversion and this unnatural affection. And now We have the Supreme Court ruling legalizing marriages between men and women. I'm sorry, between men and men and women and women. Well, I'm here to say as as an agent of the gospel and as an agent of Jesus Christ, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit, there's no such thing. As marriage between a man and a woman A man cannot consummate a marriage A man cannot (laughs) A man and a man can't even come together physically Women can't come together physically They cannot even consummate the marriage Without unnatural objects Without inanimate objects Without unnatural behaviors No such thing as marriage. And I say to you that the Supreme Court is not supreme, that the Court of Heaven is supreme, that God is supreme, and that He has the say-so, and He ruled on this many, 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 many years ago. So regardless to what the Supreme Court says, regardless to what the Supreme Court does, God is the authority on this subject, sadly, I believe the grace period that God was warning us about is over. The grace period is over. The grace period is over. In addition to these things, Obama is also pushing to extend his term. He is pushing to somehow overthrow the system as we know it and to remain in office saying that things are going to be so bad that he cannot leave office. Interesting that he is pushing for that very thing through his behavior. I am angry with all the so-called Christians that voted for this satanic agenda And the agent of this satanic agenda, for all the blacks that preferred him as their savior and lord. My only consolation is knowing that God takes care of his own. He has called us for such a time as this. Come, Lord, bring restoration in the land, and I will go out in prayer. Acknowledging God as supreme, Father, you are in control. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. We ask that thy will be done, thy kingdom come, in earth as it is in heaven.